Hi, everyone. You are listening to Start Inspired. I am your host, Samantha March. This is my podcast designed to give you a weekly dose of inspiration and motivation, helping you start inspired and stay inspired. Let's jump into today's episode. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Start Inspired. I am so looking forward to jumping into today's interview because I have on a friend of mine. This is Jen or Jen Loves Reviews. Jen is a fantastic YouTuber. I'm going to have all of her links in the show notes. And if for some reason you have not heard of her yet, I highly suggest you go check her out. She has such a fantastic variety of videos on her YouTube channel from going really in-depth into makeup and skincare releases. She has fantastic live chats that she does with her audience every single week. Those are fantastic if you can stop by them. And she, to me, is just such a gem in the beauty community. And she's just a gem of a human also. We discuss a lot of different topics from being a YouTuber. She actually started way back in the day, back when YouTube was first starting. So she has seen a lot throughout the time that she has been on YouTube. She has a brand new collaboration that's available now with Ofra Cosmetics. We talk more about how that came to be, uh, why she decided to go with the concept that she did. I'm obviously not doing any of these interviews in person, but something about sitting down and talking to Jen, it, it almost felt like we were in the same room together. She's a great friend of mine, and I'm also just a huge fan of hers. So I'm really excited to bring you this interview with Jen Loves Reviews. All right. Hello, Jen. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Samantha. (laughs) I'm so happy you're here. (laughs) I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Yes, of course. Of course. I knew I wanted to have you on. I think from like when the podcast first launched, I had started to talk to you about doing an interview. So I'm so happy that you're here. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited too. And yeah. ever, ever since you kind of pitched me, I'm like, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Anytime <laughs> I get to hang out with you, it makes me happy. So before we jump into some questions, do you want to introduce yourself to the listeners? Sure. Uh, my name is Jen and I have a YouTube channel called Jen Loves Reviews and I do makeup reviews and makeup news. So we have a weekly makeup news show where we talk about what's happening in the industry, what brands are being sold to what brands, what's coming out, all of that stuff. And then we have a live stream afterward. We talk about what's happening in the community, more of like commentary, what are, what are our thoughts about things. And then I also do really in-depth makeup and skincare reviews. Yes, yes. And if you guys are not familiar yet with Jen, I will have all of her links in the show notes here. And obviously, I highly recommend you check her out. (laughs) Yeah. But but so take me back to when you first started YouTube, because I know that you've been doing this for a hot minute. And what inspired you to first sit down and record videos for the internet? Okay, so I actually started my first YouTube channel back in 2006. Wow. So YouTube started in 2005. So this was the baby stages of YouTube. Nobody knew what they were doing. Everybody was just recording things. And there were no genres. There was no purpose. It was really just about sharing whatever you wanted to share. So actually, my very first YouTube video was I decorated my chin. Um, I, I put my head upside down and I don't know if you've ever seen someone talk with their chin. So I put a wig on the bottom of my chin, flip my head upside down. So it looked like 
my I put eyeballs on the bottom of my chin. So it looks like a chin person. I don't know if you've ever seen that before. And I got a little piece of putty and I made a little nose. And then my mouth was the mouth, but then I covered my nose and below with like, so it looked like I had a shirt on underneath. And I just, it was just a goofy little video. And that was my first video. I don't know why I chose to do that. Uh, (laughs) I just wanted to make something. And I've always been a kind of person that really likes to just uh, be in front of people. Uh, I, you know, was a teacher for a long time, you know, teaching in front of a class. I was in theater when I was in high school. Um, so YouTube was a really a natural fit for me. Uh, and, and I was just so excited that it existed. And then, you know, that just kind of developed into more vloggy style content. I did a pregnancy diary with my daughter. Um, and then when I had my son, I quit uh, YouTube for a little while and then went back and started my makeup channel. So that channel, uh, the old channel is called Jen Love 37. If you want to go back and see that, oh <laughs> it's, my gosh, so it's not monetized because it was from before you could even monetize anything. Right. So yeah, yeah, but it still exists. And you still have all your old videos up? They're all still up. I don't even know how to so access funny. the channel anymore. <laughs> That's so funny. Like, even if I wanted to take something down, I don't think I'd I'd have to figure out how to do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love that you kept going, though, because I actually uploaded, like, I had a different YouTube channel from what I have now, and I uploaded some videos after we got engaged in 2012. And I already had my blog at this point, um, so I'd been doing the blogging thing for a while. But with YouTube, I was like, oh, I should make videos like pertaining to our wedding because my family was army. So they weren't here in Iowa with me. Um, Mm. And so I thought I could do all these videos about wedding planning and I could share it so my family could see it, but also, you know, those who followed the blog and I had already published one, uh, I think it was one book at this time, like my readers can follow along on this journey. And I just was so nervous about it, which is weird because I had already, I was already familiar with putting myself out on the internet. Like I was already doing that, but it was something about videos and maybe it's just because a wedding is so personal too, but it's not even that I got like hate or trolls or anything like that. I was just like, this makes me so nervous to do. And I stopped and I deleted the channel and I kind of, I mean, yeah, I regret that. (laughs) I wish I would have kept going. Because you just think like, I wonder how things would be now if I didn't. Oh, stop. totally. But you no, know, that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. Back, I guess. Yeah. And I think <laughs> so you're not alone. You kept going. Yeah, you're, you're not alone. I think a lot of people find it weird to look at a, an animate object at a camera and talk, you know, yeah. like it, it's, it's weird and awkward at first. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I love it. I've always loved it. I've always just been a ham ever since I was tiny, tiny child. So yeah. it, it just fit naturally in with who I am. But I know that that's odd. I know that that's not normal. The, the majority of people probably feel the way that you do. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I, I mean, I, I'm, I like it now and now it just, it, it just seems so like second nature. Like I could, I could record a video every day now, whereas in the beginning, it was harder and it was kind of weird. And also back in those days, I was doing it off my laptop too, just off the webcam. 
Oh yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> and all that. Now it feels a little bit nicer with the lights and the real camera and, uh-huh. and all of that. I, and I mean, even from just sometimes I'll go back and watch some of my first YouTube videos that I did for this main channel. And just, you know, I speak so softly and I'm so yeah. shot and I'm like looking around everywhere. Or now I feel like when my videos start, I'm like yelling at people like, hey, hey thanks for watching. <laughs> also, watch your hair. Oh. <laughs> it's just such a change, but. <laughs> yeah, that's so but, awesome. Oh yeah. So when do you remember like what year it was that you switched over into, I guess, mostly like niching down for makeup? Uh, I think it was 2012. Okay. 2000. Yeah. I think it was late 2012. Wow. Wow. So that, yeah, that's still a long time that you've been doing this. Um, yeah. Yeah. Since, since you've been doing it for so long, what do you think of the landscape of YouTube now and how it's changed and grown from those first few videos people were putting out to, I mean, like full scale productions that we have now. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's totally different. And I think that it's, it's a couple of factors. I think a big factor is the money aspect that you can earn money now where Mm -hmm. you used Mm -hmm. to just put things up just to put something up. And maybe your goal was to have a certain number of subscribers because we used to have like a, a top 10 list that YouTube would put out and you would see people's numbers and they would show their face and then it would have their numbers underneath it. And you could kind of track and see the top 10 channels. So your goal was kind of to get on that top 10 list. Um, And the top 10 people maybe had 9,000 subscribers um at the like lower end and at the top end you might have 30,000 subscribers as like the most subscribed people on the platform. Wow. So it was it was a totally different feel and then also I think it's also the visibility of it and mm-hmm. that it's just so popular and everybody knows what YouTube is now where then it was very niche like you you only knew YouTube if if you had searched for it. Yeah. And knowing that how visible it is and, you know, the whole wanting to be popular, I guess, I think that's really changed uh, mm-hmm. the landscape of it, you know, where, you know, kids want to grow up and become YouTubers, which is weird to me that that's like a yeah. thing, but yeah. it's completely changed, you know, everybody's outlook on what YouTube is and what it can be for an individual creator. Yeah. I I can remember when I first started YouTube. And sometimes I look back and I'm like, what was I thinking? Because I started a blog in 2009. And shortly after, I mean, it was probably a couple of years, but I started to learn how to monetize and how to be an Amazon affiliate. So I could link the books that I was talking about and, um, and signed up with the Google ads program. So I could have ads running on the sidebars of my blogs, but I still didn't really get YouTube. Um, or that you could even monetize it or make it a thing. And I remember Carly Bible was the first makeup YouTuber I started watching. Mm. And I can remember watching one of her videos and she said, oh, I'm so excited. I'm going to do a meetup at a mall in Minnesota. I think she was doing like a meet and greet with Sigma, who's headquartered in um, in Minnesota. So she said, I'm, I'm going to be going to this mall for a meet and greet and I can't wait to meet you. And I thought, what a weirdo. What do you mean you're doing a meet and greet at a, who's coming to meet you? Like I was totally baffled. I was so confused. I was like, what's going on? And then I remember she posted a video and just like hundreds and like thousands of people that came to this mall in Minnesota to meet Carly Bible. And I was like, hold up. 
what's going on here? Yeah. (laughs) I was so, I was so baffled because even when I first started YouTube, uh, I I think that you could monetize. I just didn't know that you could. So it it didn't become an option. I just didn't know it. So my first handful of videos on YouTube were also not monetized because I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't realize even back in like 2014, I didn't realize how big it was even then. And And back then, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just saying back then anybody could monetize. Mm-hmm. You know, now you have to have a certain follower count. You have to certain have yep. a certain amount of hours to monetize. Back then you could monetize from the jump. So yep. you would make, you know, 15 cents for a video and it's like, I made some money. Like right. growing up as a coupon clipper, like making $3 on a video was like, yes. I mean, you didn't right. get paid out until you got $100, but still like you could see yourself inching toward that $100 mark. And yep. first time I made a hundred dollars. I was like, yes. Like I felt so like empowered. Yes. Yeah. I can remember watching like every month going in and seeing like, okay, this month you made 37 cents. I'm like score. <laughs> and the next <laughs> exactly. month I was like, you made a dollar 20. I was like, mm, 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 get closer. Yes. Get closer. yes. <laughs> and just seeing it accumulate slowly. And then like, you know, I'm at $87 and I've been doing this for a year and a half. I'm almost there. <laughs> It's so funny when people like, you know, sometimes when people say like, oh, did you just start YouTube because you wanted to make the money? I'm like, what are you talking about? What what job would you do for three years without making a paycheck? (laughs) Not a lot. Oh, I know, right? I would do for no paycheck for years. I know. Well, the thing is about YouTube though is it's it really is fun, and and honestly, like I even if there was never monetization on YouTube, I honestly think I would still be doing it. I genuinely do. I may not be putting in as many hours or doing as many videos, but I honestly think I would still be doing it. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's fun. And it's a whole, I mean, I think a lot of people love it for the community aspect. Mm. And I mean, that's just the biggest thing. It's, it's so interesting to me because I've seen some, some videos and some posts fairly recently about um, like, don't judge people who are in long-term relationships because why out of, you know, how big our world is, why are we expected to find our soulmate in our same town and in our same state? And like, just have it be someone who's close to us, which I think is obviously like an interesting point. But I think of that too, with friendships, like why do your friendships have to be with people who are close to you or that you can see every day? Because some of my best friends are now all over the world because I've met them through the internet, whether it be my blog, whether it be YouTube, like, yeah, I I think that's really interesting too. So the community part is just Oh, totally. And Incredible. and anyone that dismisses internet relationships, you know, you can go back hundreds of years to people writing letters to each other, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, lovers writing letters across the sea and, mm-hmm. you know, like pen pals, even not even that far. I had a pen pal when I was in elementary school and, you know, yeah, we would same. write back and forth to each other. And yep. I felt like she was my friend. But now it's even more interconnected because we can, you know, actually physically see each other and video Mm -hmm. chatting and we can, you know, DM each other and be in constant contact and and truly see each other. I feel like internet relationships are so, um, you know, they're judged sometimes as not being authentic, but I really Mm -hmm. genuinely do feel like they're authentic. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I think that's really interesting what you said that there is a perception from 
a lot. I think I feel like a lot of people. I I mean, I don't really have anyone in my real life or inner circle that does the internet like I do. Yeah, me neither. I, I don't have that. So I think a lot of times when I talk about, I'll say, oh, you know, oh, my friend Jen, or, oh, my friend Ashley, like I've gotten the questions of like, are are they actually your friends though? And I'm like, well, I mean, I talk to them. Oh, I mean, some people I talk almost on a daily basis to. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the way that I, I establish a friendship and when I say someone's my friend, I think in my head, I say, okay, is this someone that if I had a problem, I could call and they would be mm-hmm. there for me. And yeah. on the flip side, if they had a problem, would they choose me to call? Mm-hmm. And could I be someone that would be there for them? And if the answer is yes to both of those things, then that is a person I consider my friend. Yeah. Yep. I agree. And it's, um, I think sometimes too, a perception is that we only like used, um, like pertaining to YouTubers, like we only talk to each other about YouTube or about right. makeup or about, and I mean, I know for a fact that's not true. Like we talk about anything and everything and problems and help each other out. And I mean, I know that I've leaned on my YouTube friends in a lot of ways that I haven't been leaning on other people in my real life because I think there's just, we we can understand what we do and how sharing your life on the internet is such a different thing. Mm-hmm. And not everyone who does that can feel maybe like the empathy <laughs> with yeah. it. So it's, it's so nice to be able to have such a great group of friends that you can mm-hmm. rely on, not just to ask questions about YouTube or analytics or this and that, but about real life stuff. And Oh yeah, so absolutely. Helpful. And I think that's that's almost any profession. You know, if you're a doctor and you know you're going through the struggles of being a doctor, it's helpful to have other doctor friends that know mm-hmm. and understand what it's like to be in an operating room or what yeah. it's like to to see patients and the frustrations and any profession. If you're waiting tables or if you're a teacher or you know whatever you do, it's it's good to have people around you that understand what your job is like, where you can kind mm-hmm. of commiserate and celebrate and understand things on a different level. And I think YouTube's yeah. no different. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely agree. Well, one thing that I really wanted to talk with you about in the podcast too, is your brand new collaboration with Over Cosmetics. Hey, hey. <laughs> so exciting. Yeah. Okay. I, I was, I mean, when I first found out about your collaboration, I was so over the moon excited for you because it's just, it's such a cool thing. And I mean, you're, you are someone who I've I've looked up to in the YouTube space for such a long time. Like obviously you're an OG for how long you've been doing it, but I can remember finding your videos and just being so impressed by everything that you did from the makeup new show. I mean, even I was watching you back when you had the the makeup minute. Yeah. These quick videos that just kind of summed up everything quickly. I was like, how, and you had, I mean, already at that time you had like a full team around you. Right. And I was like, wow, like you, like you are legit. Like you are really doing all of the things like, Wowzers. (laughs) Wowzers. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's it was so exciting for, for me to see. So let's talk a little bit about that. So you came out with these lipsticks, but they're not just your everyday 
lipstick. Can you share a little bit more about it and where the idea came from? Yeah, definitely. So I wanted to do something just a little bit different. You know, we we see a lot of the same being released in the makeup space, you know, a lot of the same concepts, mm-hmm. um, just, just slightly different, you know, a slightly different mm-hmm. shade or, you know, and I just was like, you know, if I'm going to do this, I want to do something that has a different, a little bit of a spin to it, something mm-hmm. that, that people will go, oh, that's something a little bit different. So what I decided to do was kind of build on my own struggles with doing makeup, uh, especially with lipstick, because my struggle always is that the shades that I have of lipstick don't quite match what I want them to match. Like they might not match my eye look or maybe the blush I'm wearing or whatever, and it just doesn't quite look right. So I've been mixing, you know, lipsticks in my collection forever. But wouldn't it be nice to have lipsticks that you can count on that you know will work? Because sometimes I'll reach in my drawer and I'll try and try a mixer and it's like it didn't mix correctly. Like it, you can't tell that it even mixed or mm-hmm. it didn't change the shade I expected it to. And now I got to mix something else. And the next thing you know, you've got the thousand layers of lipstick challenge on your lips. So it's it's like I didn't I wanted something that would work that I knew would work on the first shot. So you didn't have to play with it for a long time, but still you could still have fun and multiply the lipsticks that are in your are in your collection just by mixing, you know, one lipstick in. And so that's where I came up with the metamorphosis trio. So so we have yeah. a light shade, we have a mid-tone shade, and a deeper shade uh, to help to transform what you already have and maybe look at your collection in a different light. And most importantly, to have fun. Mm-hmm. I love that. And it was so sweet when I was watching your uh, reveal video when you were finally talking about the collab and showing everything and you had the little clips in the beginning from your past videos of like, oh, okay, the shade isn't really quite what I thought, but maybe let me grab this one and see if I can mix it. And mm-hmm. and it just, you know, it just screamed like it was so authentic to you and something that you've struggled with and you wanted to create a solution for it. And I love that. It made me, Aww. it made me so happy for you. And it made me Thank so you. proud that you really stuck with something that you believed in and that you really wanted to see on the market and that you were able to create that. Like what, how crazy is that? Like how amazing? <laughs> it, it really was. It really was amazing to like have a concept in your head and then mm-hmm. make it actually into a physical thing. And you had that same experience with Ofra that you were able to have a concept in your head and turn it into yeah. something. And it was beautiful. Your set was incredible. I use thank those you. products all the time. They are oh, so thank good. You. Thank you. Yay. Yeah. We're, isn't it so fun that we both got to collab with Oprah, a brand that, I mean, we love them so much. And I, you know, when I found Oprah Cosmetics, it was, it was through another YouTuber. It was through Kathleen Lights. Uh She started to talk about them. I was like, I should check out this brand. I mean, I was, I bought all of the products myself and tried Mm -hmm. them out and reviewed them and slowly started building up this collection. And so when I got asked to do a collab, I was like, what? Yeah. Like, really? I didn't even know I was on your guys's radar at all. Like it was so shocking to me, but how, when you first got asked to collab, what did you think or how was that situation? Did you freak out? Cause I did. Oh my gosh. Well, see, I had to be really like, I had to be real super quiet about it because I was actually at an event 
I was at uh, Ipsy Live. And every time we go, I I go to a lot of those events because I love Mm -hmm. meeting people. I'm a very much a social butterfly. I love Mm -hmm. meeting new people and talking to people. So every time I go to one of those events, Ofra is pretty much always there. So I started to like talk to some of the people there and kind of get to know them a little bit. So I was talking about um, the time before I'd seen them, I was talking about the candle collab that I had done with Candles by Victoria and how mm-hmm. successful that was. Um, and for your listeners that aren't aware, if you if you are in the market for candles, I highly recommend Candles by Victoria. It's a little yeah. company out of Texas. It's just a family-owned business. It's the husband, the wife, the kids, the kids' spouses, and they make candles by hand. They hand pour each one to order, and they are gorgeous. Look them up on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are they're incredible. So we did a thing where ten percent of the profit from the sales of it would go to an elementary school that I taught at, and then I used five percent toward you know uh, helping the channel to grow. So. Yeah. That was a very successful collaboration and it went really well. I got to donate over $5,000 to the school. Oh uh, and they were like, it was one of the best moments of my entire life going in with the check and like, like, here you go. And yeah. some of the people that I used to teach with years ago were still there and being able to like give that to them was just amazing. So I was telling that story to the people at Ofra to bring it back. And then the next time I saw them, they kind of pulled me over to the side and was like, Hey, um, would you want to do like a, a collaboration with us? And I was like, um, yes, <laughs> no doubt. Because, you know, it's like, uh, duh, uh, of course I would. You know, it was like no question in my mind because Oprah's been one of my favorite brands for a long time. You know, especially mm-hmm. you know we know their liquid lipsticks and their highlighters are like their star yep. products, uh, yep. and I have just I've loved their products and I feel like they just have such a good vibe as a brand. So, uh, and then I couldn't say anything. I had to hold it in and not say anything. <laughs> And I ended up, I was staying with my friend Linda, who has a channel called Glitter Fallout. Yeah. And we were staying in the same hotel room. And I was like, Linda, you won't believe what just happened. I had to hold it and I couldn't tell you yet, but now I can tell you. Oh my gosh. And I told Linda. And she was the only person I told. And then the next day I was like, Linda, did I tell you what happened with Ofra yesterday? She's like, yes, Jen, you already told me. <laughs> I was just so excited and I was so hyped up. I, like I accidentally told her twice. Um, oh my god! You know, so, but, but yeah, I was just, I was so just honored that they would want to work with me, you know, because of course yeah. work with big names, you know, like Manny MUA and Kathleen Lights and Nikki Tutorials, like mm-hmm. you want to work with me? Like, right. are you sure right. you're person because <laughs> right absolutely like, no, I was super honored yeah I had like I mean I had that exact reaction when the first collab that I did with Ofra was they called it project influencer mm-hmm. and it was me and two other girls and we got to put together basically like a favorites bundle like mine was three liquid lipsticks but then we also combined my two favorite highlighters to make one highlight there's like two um little sections of that highlight in there and the other girls did, um, I think there was liquid lipsticks. There was one of the pro palettes and she chose the different shades that she would want in there. And it was so much fun. I was like, wow, you know, like that was really cool to be able to do like what a fun experience. And then it was, um, after that, they had asked me to come down to Florida to their headquarters and, um, just, you know, see their factory and meet the team. And then that's when they, pulled me aside there and asked if I would want to do more of like a a bigger thing where I'm creating my own shades. And I'm just looking at them like, huh? 
Me? Mm-hmm. Why me? Like, what? I was just, I, I was so blown away. And then I was so nervous as the collab got closer and it was getting closer to time. I was like, I just don't know. Like, what if, what if there's just all these like really high expectations, but I'm not Kathleen Lights. I'm not Nikki Tutorials. I'm not Manny MUA. Like, what if they make a ton of products and then no one's buying them because no one's heard of me. And it's just like a huge flop. Like, what am I going to do? (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. I was so um, scared, but I, I mean, yes. I, I think everything's gone, gone well to this point, which yes. is really exciting. But I just, I think with Ofra, another reason why I love them so much is because you don't have to just be in the top 1% to catch their attention. Right. And I, I love that about them. They really, they really can, can give other people opportunities. And I just think that's Absolutely. so cool. And they just have such good workers there too. Like they're yes. holding. They're I just mean, all. You can tell they like their job too. You oh know yeah. that they're excited mm-hmm. about it. They're excited to work there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't know if we can, if you want to tell this story. But when we found out that we had our collaborations, yeah, yeah, that's such a great story. I love that story. We should totally tell that story. Yes, I don't know if I. I don't think I've said it anywhere else. But yeah, I don't think I have um, either. But it was a fun yeah, moment. It was. Jen and I were in. We had both gotten invited down to Florida, where Ofra is headquartered. They were having a launch party for their Soul Palette. So it was a, such a cool party. I mean, I was like peeing my pants in fear the whole time because that was my first like party I was going to but it was beautiful and it was on the beach and there's just oh my gosh it was just great but I was talking to Shayna with Ofra Cosmetics who she was the the lead for my collaboration and I knew that she had wanted me to go to the factory after the party to add some of my samples that were in and I was standing next to Jen and Shayna came up and she was talking to us and I asked her, I said, did you still want to go to the factory? And she said, yeah. And then she looks at me and she looks at Jen and she goes, have you guys told each other yet? And we both looked at each other at the same time. We were like, wait, what do you have to tell? What do you have to tell me? You have a secret. I have a secret. And then we both just like freaked out. But then we're also trying to freak out quietly. So we're not telling everybody else who's at the party. And the thing was, is we were staying together. So we had, we were like rooming together in the same hotel room. So it was like, you know, how, how funny is it that we both had these collabs planned and didn't tell each other until someone at Over was like, uh, have you guys talked to each other about this yet? (laughs) We, I mean, we can keep secrets. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I know. And we we already spent one night in the hotel room and hadn't said a word to each other yep. about it. <laughs> yep, yep. It's so, so funny. And yeah. and then afterwards, we did go to the factory. So you mm-hmm. actually saw some of those first samples with me I and we like it. swatching the gloss and the bronze and you were giving your input on the bronzer. And yes. it was it was such a cool experience to have you there for that too. Cause it was, I think I did cry at one point. You did. Um, yeah, I did. I cried. Of course. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I did. I Beautiful, wonderful when, way. Yeah. It was when Shana said we should name the highlight start inspired, which is 
the name of this podcast. And it's just something that like, I believe in so much. And and she said that I just got so overwhelmed at the moment, but it was so fun to have you there. I mean, again, going back to like friendships, like being able to experience that with a friend was such a cool Oh my gosh. And I just remember just being overjoyed for you in that moment and just feeling so incredibly happy. Like it was mine, you know, like it felt, I felt like this just overwhelming joy and seeing your face and the joy in your face and seeing how proud you were of the colors. And like, it just, it was a really emotional experience for me to see you being so happy. And I, I just, it was, I was so thankful to have been able to be there to see you in that stage um, and just see your emotional connection to the products. And, and it just, it was wonderful. It was a moment. Oh, that's so cool. What a fun. I'm so glad we were able to tell that story because it's just, it's like one of those like top moments for me, just both of our faces. You have a secret? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. And I remember getting like finally getting back to the car and I was like, okay, now you have to like tell me everything once we Mm -hmm. were away from everybody else at the party. I was like, tell, tell me all of it. But I mean, I'm so glad that you were at the party too, because like that was my first time being at a launch party. I was super nervous about it. We were told that Kathleen Lights was going to be there, who's one uh-huh. of my favorites, and she's a big YouTuber. So I was like getting in my head about all of these different things and like, am I going to be able to say anything to her? I don't know. I'm so nervous. And the, we did, there was yoga on the beach and mm-hmm. I love yoga. Yes. So I was like, I definitely want to do that. So I went down, I did the yoga, but obviously it's super hot. <laughs> Yeah, in Florida and doing yoga. So then I was all sweaty afterwards and I had brought like a change of clothes and uh-huh. deodorant and all of that. But I went in the bathroom to change and then I just got overwhelmed and I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't come out. I can't see people. I don't feel like my best self. I'm so nervous. And I texted, I texted you from the bathroom. It was like, mm-hmm. I don't think I can come out. And you came into the bathroom. And, but what I loved though, you were like, if you need to leave, let's just go. I'll go with you. It's yep. totally fine. If this is too much, I'll like both of us will just leave. And I was like, she is going to give up being at a launch party because I'm fearful <laughs> and like hiding in a bathroom. Like, oh my word. <laughs> I couldn't believe like it just, you know, I think that sometimes the beauty industry gets a such bad uh, such bad rap because a lot of times when we're making headlines, it's for the bad things and it's for the drama and it's for all of that. And I was like, people don't see situations like that when a friend can come in the bathroom and say, I'll hold your hand and walk you out of here and we will go together. People don't see, and it makes me want to cry saying that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, as someone who doesn't have social anxiety, I have always tried to be very in tune with people that do get overwhelmed by crowds because I know that it can be debilitating and I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, and it can ruin your whole day and, and yeah. being forced to be in a situation where you just aren't comfortable and you are just not ready and you just can't handle it is very unhealthy. Um, mm-hmm. and, and what it was all about being there was just celebrating being there. And if we mm-hmm. couldn't celebrate together, then it wasn't worth being there. Um, yeah. and that's, that's the way that I felt. And it, I mean, if you would, if I had stayed and you, had, oh my gosh, I would have felt horrible <laughs> the whole time, like worried about you and thinking about you. Like no way was I staying if you were, if you were leaving, like there's yeah. no way, there's no way, but yeah. thankfully it all worked out. It did. Yeah. I'm so glad that you could like talk me down and just 
everything would be okay and just coming out. I think we got like some food and a drink and started to Mm -hmm. mingle a little bit. And then it ended up being such a good time. I'm so glad that I didn't leave and I was still able to get that experience and meet like, you know, I still, I met some other influencers there that I still talk to over Instagram and such, which is so much fun. Um, Kathleen Lights did come and have a whole conversation with her. And I tried not to be too weird (laughs) the whole time, but I was, so that was like such a highlight for me. And um, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm so glad that you were able to, a that you were there because if you weren't I like I probably just would have snuck out quietly (laughs) and so I'm so glad you were there for that but just to be there the rest of the time it just I don't know it helped me so much (laughs) oh I'm so glad that makes me so happy in my heart yeah and and the thing about Kathleen is that she also has some social anxieties Mm -hmm. as well so I think that if at any point like you were like okay this is overwhelming or whatever she would have completely understood like a hundred percent and she was so kind and not not thinking that she was better than anybody you know like you get that vibe from some people that their noses are in the air oh it's so nice to meet you oh you little underling you know what I mean like she was not like that at all. It was, you know, she, it it was, she was a regular, you know, just another person at the party, but it's flipping Kathleen lights. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. It's, that was such a, that was such a cool thing. And yeah, I'm so glad that we were able to, to experience that together and definitely just all of that. And, uh, but going back to, to your collab and to the lipsticks. So how did you decide on the colors and the names? We kind of talked about the theme a little bit of what you wanted to do, but was there anything um, that maybe like surprised you throughout the process or you thought was harder than maybe you thought was going to be? The first shade that I developed was actually based off of a color that I enjoy mixing, which is Dose of Colors Chocolate Wasted. It was one of those shades that I always reached for when I wanted to deepen up a lipstick. But I didn't mm-hmm. of course I didn't want it to be exactly the same because I think that's messed up to make it exactly the same. <laughs> so right. I was like I was like okay, so this is kind of where I want to start. And can you just change it some? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. they, so they ended up making it a little more neutral, so that changed it enough that I felt okay like it wasn't mm-hmm. a rip off of someone else's shade. Like I did not want right. it to be like that. Um but it worked the same way that chocolate wasted worked and it was in the Ofra formula which is different than mm-hmm. the Dose of Colors formula. Dose of Colors I really like, but it's a little bit more dry than the Ofra formula. So mm-hmm. I was really happy to have this version of it in the Ofra formula. Uh yeah. so So yeah, so that was where it started. And then I knew I wanted one to do like an ombre lip, like something that would lighten. So that was when we started going for the lightest shade, which is called Revive. And Mm -hmm. I... That one was hard because a lot of the lighter shades they were sending me were just kind of mushing in to Mm -hmm. the other shades. It wasn't transforming. It was just kind of disappearing. And I was like, "There's, there's something wrong with this. This is not working. Like it's not, it's not doing what I wanted to do. So they added in this white base and I was like, yes, that's what did it. That's what Mm -hmm. it needed in order to actually transform. So then after we got, um, 
revive done, then we switched, uh, went to go to get the middle shade. And I said, you know, I kind of want it to be almost midpoint in between these two as far as the tone of it. And they mm-hmm. sent me just a few different samples. And then finally, we got one that transformed the way that I wanted. It wasn't too warm, wasn't too cool. And I love mauve tones just in general. Mm-hmm. So it's beautiful on its own as well, which I loved because I knew not everybody was going to be interested in the transforming aspect of it. And I, I wanted some of them to be wearable on their own. I feel like they all could be, but the lightest oh, yeah. shade really is, uh, it's special. Let's just say <laughs> on yeah. its own. Like, uh, I watched a video by uh, a woman named Marlo Keenan who reviewed them. She purchased them and reviewed them. And I just watched her video today. She put it on on its own. And here she comes inserting a graphic of a powdered donut. Oh, and funny. I was like, yeah, that's about right, Marlo. You nailed it right there. Yeah. Yep, um, because yep. it's it really is for, you know, lightening another shade, doing like an ombre effect. But I do feel like that's the hardest one to wear alone. But the other yeah. two I feel like are very easy to wear alone. Um, now, as far as the names go, I really – okay. So because of COVID, we had to push back the launch. So I had an idea of what I wanted to do with them. Um, I hadn't really decided on names, but then COVID hit and we had to push it back. I was like, well, what if we did something for back to school? What if we made it like an art theme, you know, Mm -hmm. where we're we're doing, uh, you know, have it like all being about paint and color and like make it like an art school kind of theme. Mm -hmm. And then Ofer came to me and they said, well, what if we did something for National Lipstick Day? And I was like, that sounds amazing. So I had to revamp that because then it wouldn't go with the back to school theme. Mm, yeah. So I yeah. was like, well, what could we do? Well, what do these actually do? They change things. What kinds of things change? Well, I love butterflies and butterflies change. So mm-hmm. we could do something like that. Um, so then I went with the butterfly thing. And then I was like, well, what do these things actually do? What do these lipsticks actually do? Well, the lightest one, it brightens and it, ch- it, it changes in that way. So really it brings new life. It revives. And I was like, ooh, I could do them all with Rees. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. like, it can all be Rees something. So I went on, you know, dictionary.com or whatever and was like, <laughs> words that start with Re. Yeah. <laughs> and, I I, and, then I, and then I tried to find ones that matched what they actually do. So with, yeah. you know, Revive, um, I mean, with Refine, it just changes it and refines the color just a little bit, just changes the tone. Mm-hmm. And Reimagine just completely changes everything. That's the deepest shade. Oh, yeah. It just changes yeah. everything and, yeah. and helps you imagine things in a new way. So that's kind of the story behind that. Hopefully that wasn't too terribly long. <laughs> no, no. And that was so interesting because, I mean, yeah, you know what you said about COVID. I mean, it just, I, I mean, obviously it really changed, it changed everything. It did. <laughs> I mean, it did. Let's just be serious. Everything has changed because of that. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, when it comes to pushing back a launch, even like I, I, I was really worried for myself um, because I mean, we had a whole party planned for my right. launch that I know. I, I, we canceled it like 10 days before it was supposed mm-hmm. to happen. People were canceling their flights and trying to get things squared away. And it was so stressful. And I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, I'm about to launch my first makeup collab. This is one of the most exciting moments like in my life. Right. And we are at the beginning stages of what turned out to be a global pandemic. Like, is anyone going to buy makeup? Does anyone want makeup? You know, I already had all these fears of, you know, I'm not a YouTuber with 
four or five, 10 million subscribers. Like, how is this going to go down? And now it's going down in all of this. I'm like, oh, this is going to be the worst thing ever. (laughs) Like, and it ended up being such a positive and there's still so much support from the community. There's so much support from my family and my friends that were supporting the collaboration. And I'm so grateful for that. But I mean, yeah, with you, I mean, I, I just, that had to be so stressful still wait, you know, having to push it back and having to wait and see how it plays out. And I mean, we still don't really know how it's going to play out. Right. (laughs) It's still not over. It's still. Right. Absolutely. And like, well, I was one of those people that was supposed to be going down and already bought my ticket to go to your party. So I remember contacting you and being like, Hey, I'm really sorry. Like I decided that I'm going to, you know, cancel my flight. Like, I'm so sorry. Like I felt awful because I really wanted to be there. And I was looking forward to not only seeing you, which is a a huge highlight, but seeing there were so many people that were coming and like just hanging out with all these amazing people in the beauty space. Uh, I know like Angelica was flying in, you know, and like all these people and, and we were all just so excited to hang out and it was just such unfortunate timing. It really was because if it had been two weeks earlier, Mm -hmm we all would have been there, you know, and, but there was no way to know. There was no way to know. And I'm really, really glad that it ended up being a positive for you in the actual launch of the products and that they did still, you know, still got so much support from people because, you know, there was no way to know what was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I was just going to say, and then like with the lipsticks, it's like we had started starting planning, you know, this as a possible concept back in October. So how are we supposed to know people were going to be wearing masks, you know, by the time it launched, you know, and if you're wearing a mask all day, you can't even see somebody's lips. Like, am I going to buy liquid lipsticks or lipstick transformers when you can't even see people's lips? Like, what, what even is this? You know, but, but, you know, with schedules and everything, you have to keep going. You can't just stop. You know, like you, you have to have a launch time and we just don't know when all of this is going to be over. So, you know, I, I've, the people that have bought it, that seem, they seem to be enjoying it. Uh, but I'm hoping that after all this is over, there'll be people that will, even if they just start playing more with the lipstick that they have, and maybe this inspired them as an idea just to play with things they already own, that makes me so happy. Yeah. And I know it's, it's so hard. And I see sometimes comments saying like, even even asking like why are brands launching anything in general during this time and it's like well these are businesses they have right. employees they have health insurance that they provide to their employees like it's so it's I, I think sometimes the makeup industry can get this uh, perception of it's so vain or so this or so that but it's more than just makeup all the employees and then all of the, I mean, it just goes down the line from the suppliers to the graphic designers, to the website developers. I mean, every, every single one of those people are tied to a company or a brand. Just don't have the funds right now to Mm -hmm. purchase makeup that, you know, and, and that there's nothing wrong with that. So I feel like, you know, leaving that open for people that do want I don't see that as being a problem. It's just, you know, if you don't have the funds and if you don't want to, one thing that's great about Ofra is they're keeping both of our collabs on for, Mm -hmm. you know, the foreseeable future. So at least I know from my end, I'm pretty sure with yours, I know yours is still available, even though, you know, it launched in March, it's still available everywhere. So even when people, you know, for now, if people don't have the funds and they're looking at it and they're like, I wish I could buy this and then they don't have to worry about it going away. 
yeah. which I think is wonderful. And I think that's a really great choice of Ofra. And I'm very thankful for that. Yeah, same here, because having a, a collection that's supposed to be permanent is such a huge thing. Because a lot of times with collabs, they're so limited edition, and they're only here for a, a short period of time. And Absolutely. Um, especially during this time, I'm really glad that it wasn't like that. Because the same as you said, if if people aren't able to, to be buying that kind of stuff right now, which absolutely makes sense, it's still an option for those who can, but it will still be an option later for those who maybe can't right now, but are still interested in it right down the line. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a, that's such a great thing. I want to move back to YouTube and your life as an influencer. And something that I've, I've told you a lot is that I really respect how you use your platform because I think that you're incredibly supportive. You're very inclusive. You aren't afraid to have uncomfortable conversations with your audience, like when you do your weekly live chats. And I just wanted to ask, why is that so important to you? And how do you continue to stay so strong when sometimes life online isn't all that fun? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, this is this is probably the hardest part of mm-hmm. my job on YouTube is this part. But I, fe- I have such a passion for um, moving us forward socially as a society and mm-hmm. of us understanding each other as human beings. Um, I have a, a few degrees. I have an associate's degree in mental health. I also have an undergrad degree in psychology besides my education degrees. So I just have this passion for that. And I feel like one of the worst things we can do as a society is to only talk to people that have our perspective and never listen to other people that may have a different point of view. Because I feel like the way we see the world really has to do with our own personal experiences and our background knowledge. But if we don't reach beyond and talk to people that maybe have a different idea, then we'll always, we'll never progress. We'll never grow as people. We'll never be able to advance as a society and become better people. So Mm -hmm. I I feel like that's kind of my opportunity in live chat, even though it's not makeup related to really tackle some of the difficult concepts like racism and inclusivity and, you know, and, and really try to, you know, at least help my audience to hear something different that they Mm -hmm. may not have heard other places. And I'll tell you, it is, it is definitely difficult to hold on to that sometimes because there is a lot of criticism that does come with that. I don't always word things perfectly and I have my own perspective that is limited to my own experience. So sometimes, you know, these topics and the, 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 you know, insight of the people that are in the audience, people that are commenting in live chat, bring me to a new understanding and help me to be a better person. And and that's really something that I love about live chat, even though it does, um, you know, create some some strange feelings for people sometimes, some uncomfortable feelings. I feel like it's it's important to continue those conversations. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a great thing that you do, and um, you know, that I try to stop by your live chats as often as I can. And I look at the comments and of course there's always the ones that are more critiqued or negative or just people that don't want to accept that there's other opinions out there than their own. But for the most part, a lot of times when I look through your comments and through the chat, I I think especially these days, people really do at least have, they at least want to try to understand other perspectives. And I think a lot of that in your comments too. And I think what a cool thing, because it's probably helping a lot more people. 
which is obviously incredible. I hope so. I definitely hope yeah. so. And then sometimes also along with that, sometimes you'll hear someone else's perspective and that'll just even more solidify your own. You know, yeah. and you're like, oh yep. no, I, that's not that's not what I think at all. I definitely don't think that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so so it, 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 there's there's many sides to it and I find it absolutely fascinating. And so I get, you know, critiqued sometimes people saying, you know, are you turning into a drama channel? Um, you know, and it's like, no, like it's not about drama. It's not about gossip. It's about just trying to understand people and the choices mm-hmm. that they make and deciding what kind of people we want to be and and how we want to live our lives. And it doesn't have to be, you know, gossip and, you know, snapping the fingers. It can, it can just be about talking about human nature and how that affects us in the beauty space. Yeah. I think that's fantastic. I'm so glad that you yeah. still do these chats because it's, it's fun for me, like every, because you, you do your live chat every Sunday, every Sunday morning. And so it's, it's always fun for me on a Sunday to go and see what your topic is going to be mm. for that week. And even if I can't watch it live, I'll always watch your replays. Oh, thank you. And I like that now YouTube has the feature to where they'll, when you watch the replays, it'll show the live chat that happens. So I can see what people are saying and their different thoughts and you know, how they're adding value to the conversation. And um, I just think it's such a great thing to have that in our beauty community because we don't have that a lot, especially someone who's so willing to hear other voices and other opinions. And mm-hmm. um, so I think the live chat feature that you do is so interesting because it's not just you carrying the whole conversation and you're really inviting in other people too. So definitely we're lucky to have you. Oh, thank you. And I'm, I'm lucky to have my audience who, who you know, they comment in the live chat and I read a lot of them out loud and sometimes they're not favorable of what I'm saying. And I sure. love that because mm-hmm. I would much rather address and talk about someone's differing perspective live than not be able to respond in the comments, you know, because, yeah. you know, the once your, once your video goes live, there's no adding things in, you know, there's no adding clarification. There's no bringing a new perspective once it's done. So when someone challenges me live, I actually really appreciate that because it, it gives me that opportunity to address any misconceptions or to see a different point of view or to comment on a different point of view. So mm-hmm. I appreciate so much the people that are there live in the collective brain of makeup awesomeness. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I appreciate I that. that so much. Uh, and, yeah. and my audience is sick smart. So they always yeah. me see things in a new way, which I just appreciate to the moon and back. Yeah. I think that's incredible. Okay. I just have two questions left and I ask these, or I'm going to be asking these in all of my interviews, but one of them is what is the hardest business decision you've had to make? Mm, so business meaning like money or just like uh, channel money growth? or Channel growth, yeah, any of that, any anything that you think would fall under business. Um, I think that the that business wise, if we're doing YouTube as a business, the mm-hmm. smartest thing you can do is uh, cater to brands mm-hmm. and do whatever you can to get a brand to promote you, um, to get a brand to send you product to review, uh, to really be the friend of the brand. I think is the fastest way to. Um, really, you know, 
get them to put your face out there, which helps you to grow. And I try, I decided very early on that my priority was not brands. My priority mm-hmm. was going to be to my audience um, mm-hmm. and that I was going to help them by doing the purchasing and the trying myself. I was going to help my audience to make more educated decisions. And that has always been my priority. And even with a company like Ofra that I love, I still, you know, there are products that I like more than others and I'm not afraid to say that. And I'm thankful to brands that still love me anyway, even though I may not be 100% favorable with everything that they come out with. Um, but it's it's there are a lot of brands that they cut you off once they realize you're going to be honest about everything and point out flaws and say when something sucks. Um, they cut you off and they won't yeah. share you. They won't send you things. They they you know You're basically dead to them. And that hinders growth. So I think that even though it was kind of a no-brainer, I think that was probably business-wise, I guess, a difficult decision and that I knew that when I made that decision that that was going to um, stunt my growth and my ability to make money and make this a career. That's so fascinating to me because I feel like I've been in that same boat too. And I've I've had some hard times with myself of because I'll say things like I... I don't take YouTube as seriously as a businesswoman. And it's, I think that I still do. And I do, I, my degree is in business and it's, you know, I, I, I do still feel like I'm utilizing it and making good decisions. But at the same time, there's just some things that I don't really agree with to have that kind of growth. And that is also one of them too. And, um, you know, I know that I've been dropped from a, a lot of PR lists because I don't, you know, something as simple as I don't like a release or a makeup product came out and it had a lot of issues and I talked about it and, you know, never heard from that brand again. And it's like, oh, okay. And, you know, I've come to realize over the years that if I was just really positive all the time and I didn't talk about makeup regrets and disappointing makeup and put, makeup in my fails section of my videos that I would probably get a lot more love from brands and maybe I would get more products and maybe I would get more reposts and maybe I would get invited to more parties, but it also just doesn't feel genuine to me. That doesn't feel authentic what I want to do. And that's never been something I've wanted with my YouTube channel. So yeah, yeah, I can can really relate to you on that one. Cause like how you said, you think that you know, it could stunt your growth. And I absolutely agree. I get people all the time saying like, I'm so surprised you don't have more subscribers. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not. (laughs) I'm not doing all of the things that I could be doing to grow on YouTube because I don't want to. Right. Exactly. And that's a hard decision. It is. Exactly. Well, I mean, and, and the thing is, is my conscience is very loud. I have an extremely loud conscience. And if I know that I recommended something to somebody knowing that it was not great and I said it was great and then they bought it with their money and they learned that it wasn't great, like mm-hmm. that would make me feel awful. Like yeah. it's also, you know, personal too and and a little bit selfish in that I don't want to feel terrible. <laughs> Right. For recommending right. something that people that sucks. Right. <laughs> so there's that absolutely. aspect of it too. 
Yep, absolutely. Like even when I get comments from people who, you know, a product that I just, I love so much, it's a favorite, I've recommended a ton and someone will comment and be like, you know, I know you love so-and-so, but I, I bought it and tried it and I don't love it. My response back is like, why? What primer are you using with that foundation? What, however your lips, when you apply that lipstick, like I really want to know and I want to help and I want yeah. to, cause I'm like, no, I love it though. Like, yeah. it, it, you know, we're all different and everyone's preferences are going to be different and all different and all of that. But I'm like, I want you to love it as much as I do though. (laughs) Yes. And that's the way I am with like the Essence Lash Princess Mascara. It is my absolute favorite by far mascara, but some of my audience does not like it. And their biggest critique is that it runs on them. I don't typically have issues with mascaras running on me, which is probably why I it doesn't run on me. So now every yeah. time I mention it, I try to say, this is my favorite mascara, but the community tells me that it runs for some people. So I use yeah. that feedback and try to give that as part of my commentary now, yep. you know, so that, you know, I can make sure that I have that full picture. And it was like the same thing with that CoverGirl foundation that you tried yeah. and it, it, it irritated your skin really bad. And yeah. I loved that foundation. I really loved it. And I actually used a clip from your video in my video. So yeah. other people would be educated about maybe a possible downside of the product because I didn't want it to just be with me and what my yeah. experience was. I thought felt like that point was so important to communicate. Yeah. And that was, that was such a good idea. That was such a good video that you did. I remember you, yeah. cause you texted me to say, Hey, like, are you okay with me putting a clip from your video? And I was like, yeah, you know, totally fine. But it is, it's, and people are going to have, unfortunately, like even I have really sensitive eyes. Mm. So sometimes certain formulas and eyeshadows will really irritate my eyes. And yeah. so I'm like, I can't use this brand or, you know, these types of palettes and other people are like, what do you mean? That's my favorite. I'm like, I, my eyes will literally feel like they're burning off of my face. <laughs> yes. If I wear an eyeshadow formula that doesn't work for me for too oh. long. Final question, then I'll let you go because I know we've been on for a while now, but That's okay. what, what would be your best advice to someone who's looking to start YouTube or another social platform? Ooh, okay. So it, it really just depends on what your goal is. So mm-hmm. I feel like there's two major goals. There's people that just want to have fun with it. And there's people that actually want to grow and possibly end up doing YouTube or another social platform full time. Mm-hmm. So I feel like for people that just want to have fun, then just turn on the camera Start taking some pictures, whatever it is, and have fun and just enjoy yourself. Do whatever the heck you want to do and don't worry about, you know, anything. Just have fun. Figure out what's going to give you the most joy and just go for it. Now, as far as people that want to make this a full-time gig, I've been doing this for four years full-time and I feel like the key to being able to grow on the platform is finding what makes you different than everybody else. Why mm-hmm. is someone going to tune into your channel instead of Kathleen Lights or Manny MUA or Nikki Tutorials or someone with this huge platform? Why is someone going to pick you instead with your mm-hmm. small following? What makes you stand out? And one channel I think about right away is Teresa is Dead. Mm-hmm. How she, in the beginning of her videos, tells a story. And she is one of the best storytellers I have seen on YouTube. She's an incredible storyteller, and it makes her stand out as unique. And then she goes into her review, which is, of course, very well done, 
she shows the application of the product. She's very detailed. She's very honest. And she stands out as somebody that is unique on the platform. So it's all about finding what makes you be different than everybody else. And I think if you can find that and harness that, then I think that there's nothing but positive in the future. Mm -hmm. I think that's great advice. And, And sometimes it will take you a little bit of time to figure it out too. Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, I think it took me a lot of years to figure it out. Absolutely. But because once you do, I mean, then I think it will help you and kind of like help you understand your purpose a little bit more too and help you form even more genuine connections with your audience too. Oh my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. And it makes it more fun too. Because Definitely. you can, people can come to your channel and you get the comments and say, oh my goodness, this is so unique. I've never seen anything like that. And you're like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And it's fun. That I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I had thank so much fun talking me. to you. Yes. I and love talking to you. I do too. Even when we first got on, we were both just like, hey. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but do you want to tell listeners where they can find you at? Sure. I'm Jen Loves Reviews Everywhere, but it's an L-U-V-S, Jen L-U-V-S Reviews. So I'm most active on YouTube and Twitter, uh, but I also have an Instagram that I post to every once in a while. Um, I've been posting a lot recently. I don't know. I go through fluxes with Instagram, but those are my three major platforms. Yeah. Excellent. Well, and I will put all those in the show notes. Thank you. And thank you again for coming on. This was so much fun. Thank you for having me. I loved it. I had so much fun. All right. Another big thank you to Jenless Reviews for coming on the podcast. I had such a fun time. I want to say interviewing her, but it was really just talking to her, sharing different stories. I really hope that you took something away from this. I feel like we covered a lot of different topics, but I had the best time. So I hope that you enjoy it. Make sure again to check her out. I'm going to have all of the links in the show notes. She's in so many places on social media. So please make sure to find her. Don't forget to check out her collaboration with Ilfer Cosmetics because I think it is amazing. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you do have a minute, if you can either rate or review, if you're able to do that where you listen to podcasts or even just share it. If you share it anywhere on social media, let a friend know that you enjoy this one. I'm really looking forward to season three and all of the different interviews that I have coming up. So these episodes go live every single Thursday. They go live bright and early in the morning, so you can always find them every Thursday. Other than that, thank you so much for listening, and I'll be back next week for another interview. Thank you.